Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey there, freedom seekers. Ever wonder about the hero that lives inside of you, ready to conquer the business world? Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know that we love exploring hero myths and using them to better understand our own heroic journeys. I wanted to make these stories even more actionable for you, so we built a way for you to uncover your business superpowers, avoid potential pitfalls, and see your entrepreneurial journey in a whole new light. Ready to discover your business owner hero type? Check out the show notes or head over to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash quiz to take our free quiz and learn which heroic energy you embody in your business. It only takes a few minutes and it's free. Your heroic journey awaits. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Ben Easter. I'm here with my co-host, Clayton Olson. And today we're talking about having your back in difficult times. I think this is a really useful topic, especially with all of what's going on in the world. Um, I think it's just like, it's nice to have to kind of think through some tools, techniques, strategies for resourcing ourselves when, um, you know, like it's really easy to do that when times are good, but when times are a little bit harder, I think it can be uh, more difficult to resource ourselves. So um, I'm excited to have the conversation with you, Clayton. Yeah, me too. Me too. And let me underscore that. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's easy to have confidence when things are going your way. And when the shit hits the fan, I think a lot of people, including myself, sometimes find that my tools go out the window, right? (laughs) And sometimes my tools go out the window and, you know, I may crash into despair and hopelessness and some of these baseline states. And I think that's pretty human to have that happen. And what we're going to talk about today is how do we dance with that and maybe a more graceful way, you know, Mm. dance with those parts of ourselves that get evoked from situations that are really difficult so that we can come back to a place where we can think creatively and expansively and um, be with what's happening with maybe an open heart rather than have it degenerate us into bitterness and feeling like a victim. Yeah. And I really think it's it's useful to realize that the nature of, because, you know, even the stock market is like my go-to example of this. It's like, even the, mm-hmm. though the stock market goes up and to the right, like all the time, consistently mm-hmm. over any, tw- you know, 10 year period of time, the stock market is always up and to the right. That doesn't mean that it's up on any given day. Right. Dude. And so, so there's space for both things to be true for us to be like making improvements and making progress in our lives and also to be having low periods, low days, low weeks, yes. low months, low years. So um, I just like to hold space for that being a very human thing. And I think maybe that's like a, a place that it would be like, I love the way that you talk about the, the kind of the human side of it. Like sometimes mm-hmm. like hard circumstances happen. So um, maybe you, you could share some of your perspective of how like, of like the human part of that. Yeah. Well, I think going through hard times is just 
part of being human, right? I mean, God, life is so fragile and we might be hit with sickness. We might have somebody we love get hit with sickness. Uh, we might go through some type of financial hardship. Uh, we could have a launch that goes poorly. We could end up losing our partner, ending up being in a divorce. Uh, somebody we love could die. And this is just part of being alive. And I think that if we don't have the tools for this, these kind of things can really crash us into despair. And, um, you know, I've had experiences in my life that have absolutely brought me to my knees um, from breakups to death in the family to um, feeling really successful and then suddenly hitting some type of block where I feel like I lost my mojo and mm. coming back to a place of humility and maybe even fear of like wondering how I'm going to move forward and whether I'm going to be able to get back on top of my game and all that. And I'm sure the people listening can relate to a lot of that. You've probably had your own version of this stuff. And maybe you're, if you're listening right now, you're in the middle of something that's really difficult and you're finding that it's really difficult to have your own back. And, you know, I think just to double click on what that means to me, and maybe Ben, I'd love to hear from you as well around this, unless you share yeah. the same thought. But when I, when we talk about having your own back, what I mean in that is like, how can we be a friend to ourselves? in these moments of, of darkness, right? How can we take the weight of maybe the self judgment out of the equation? Mm. Because, you know, there's a thing that's happening outside of us. And what I often have as a go-to default strategy that I learned from being a kid is, you know, I'm going to shame myself and now I'm going to beat myself up and I'm going to punish myself because I'm experiencing something that hurts thinking that I shouldn't be there. I shouldn't feel that way. And I need to get out or I did something wrong and I'm to blame and I think just neutralizing that can really bring levity to the situation and have us come back to ourselves so that we can approach whatever's in front of us with a posture that has us um, walk with dignity and resourcefulness and the creativity to get through yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. I, and the only thing I'd add, because I, I think of it, I think in the same terms, the only thing I, I might add is that um, like having your own back is is like... like I think it's easy for us to think about it in terms of another, of like a friend or something like that, right? Like you're, you don't only have your friend's backs when things are going well for them, when they're achieving, when they're accomplishing things like that. You know what I mean? Like mm. there's space to just be on your friend's side, even though they're having a rough time, even though they're not achieving. Right. And I, I think that we don't like with, with our friends, with our close friends, we don't like withhold love or, you know, kindness yeah. from our friend's based on their performance in the world. And I think that that is not always, especially for high performers, I think that's not always mm -hmm. the case for ourselves. That's, that sometimes yeah. we like, we, we hold hostage our, our, um, our kindness, our love for ourselves contingent mm. on good behavior. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, and I think that this sometimes, I mean, with friends, it's a lot easier to see. I think sometimes when we have like really like relationships, I think sometimes we can blur the lines a little bit too. And, it, and mm -hmm. we'll also do the same thing with partners because I think we start to yeah. see ourselves and our partners as the same person. Um, right. but, but I think that this is what we're, what, when I say like having my own back, what I mean is like, how can I be on my own side and be in love and support of myself? Just no matter in what way I'm performing at that time. Yeah. Unconditionally. Yeah. Unconditionally. Exactly. You know, yeah. the love of a, of a mother for a child or something like that. 
Right. Yeah. Beautifully said, man. And I think that is truly the opportunity here is that, you know, these circumstances are going to come and they're going to, many of them are going to be outside of our control. And so how, how do we ready ourselves for them? And if we're not ready for them and they happen, how do we stand up and, and find a way of being with it that, um, has us maybe practice everything you're talking about, yeah. right? And see it as an opportunity for us to, to really uh, kind of go through the fires and maybe forge a, a deeper connection with our heart and a more powerful way that we parent the younger version of us through that difficult time and keep coming from, you know, energies that we want to embody, like, like love and courage versus fear and anxiety. Yeah. And it is, it's a cultivation practice. Yeah, I love that. So what do you think, man? What do you, what, how would you think about what the principles are of this, of having our own back mm-hmm. and, and kind of being our, our own best friend or being our own ally? What, what would you say yeah. are kind of the go-to, like the underlying, underpinning ways that it works? Yeah, well, so I'll, I'll throw a couple ideas out and then maybe we can connect them. One of the things that has happened to me, whether it's in relationship challenges or whether it's in my work challenges, things that I can't figure out immediately, but maybe they're kind of like an ongoing challenge that I'm faced with where I can find myself slipping into places that uh, I start to feel like a victim uh, to circumstance is I, I try to remind myself that whatever's happening in front of me is actually an initiation that there's something being initiated for me. There's some, there's some version of me that is being asked to come online that is more powerful, more resourceful, more loving, more open, more expansive, more trusting than the version I was before. Mm-hmm. And that helps me metabolize in a more smooth way what is actually happening because I start to look for like the lesson in it. And I start to look for... Like, okay, if I'm being broken down under this pressure and there is a version of me that maybe is dying, right? A version of me that was comfortable or a younger version of me that wanted things to go a certain way. And now I'm being compressed. Like, what is the diamond that's waiting to be born on the other side of this? Mm. And that has me start to take my attention off of trying to desperately change my circumstance. And it brings it inward into... Like, what is the character development that's happening here? And what is the universe or life asking me to practice? And so that's one thing that I do that has been powerful and helpful and we have to keep coming back to. I love that so much. I, it's, it's funny. We, we just watched the movie. I don't know if you've seen uh, Evan Almighty or whatever, um, mm-hmm. where it's like he, he's like, Noah. it's like Bruce Almighty, a sequel to Bruce Almighty, but he becomes like Noah or whatever. Uh, but there's this one scene where, uh, God played by Morgan Freeman is, uh, coming and talking to his wife and, you know, cause she, she prayed at the beginning of the movie, she prayed for, um, something to bring their family together. And Morgan mm. Freeman says, you know, um, do you, do you think when somebody prays for confidence that God grants them confidence? Or do you think that God gives them an opportunity to be confident? Do you think when someone prays for closeness, do you think that God grants them the feeling of closeness or do you think that God gives them an opportunity to create closeness or whatever. And I just like, I think that's such a beautiful like reframe of Mm. this, like this and this thing that you're talking about. It's like, all right, so maybe the universe, maybe the circumstances or whatever are asking something of me. It's given me an opportunity to grow into that thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in what way, like in what, what part of me 
is alive in that growth yes. is like, is like ready to show up for myself in that way. I think that's really useful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I love that idea of, yeah, that the universe, God, something of higher intelligence is listening to something we asked for at some point and it's orchestrating a curriculum that we are now stepping into. And, and I think that is like a really powerful move. One that I feel as I've gotten older, I've had to continue to go back to again and again is like almost like move into the realm of spirit. And when I say spirit, what I mean is like, you know, move, move out of like my ego, move out of um, maybe a, a surface level game that I'm playing and, and look deeper into like, like what is here for me? How is this serving me? How is, how is this happening for me on a level that maybe I can't remember asking for, yeah. right? That whether it's in this lifetime or another, that like I'm here to actually experience this. This is supposed to be happening right now. And that just allows me to like look at what's occurring and actually face it with curiosity and presence versus turn away from it because it's so bad that I can't handle it, which actually that kind of resistance just typically keeps even more suffering alive within me. Totally. And I, I think this is a really beautiful reframe because all of a sudden now, because if we don't do this, the alternative is to almost kind of be in an adversarial relationship with our existence or mm -hmm. with our circumstances or with the universe or whatever. And what happens as yeah. soon as you ask, how is this happening for me rather than to me, all mm -hmm. of a sudden we're now in an alliance with the universe. And I think that there's just something, so, and it's just a, this is just a perspective that we're talking about. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I could believe that there's a fate and there's a purpose or whatever, but it's not required for this to be useful, right? I can just literally ask the question, how is this, how is this circumstance, this situation, as awful as it might yeah. be, how is it helping better versions of me come online? And mm -hmm. you know, how am I like showing, how, how is this an invitation for me to show up in a way for myself? I love this. Yeah. I love this reframe. I want to take a yeah. second though to, to pause because this is really helping me to uh, remember that um, we're, because we're talking a lot about solutions. Now I want to, I think that it's really important to like hold space for like, sometimes things are really fucking hard. And yeah, based on all of the way that we're looking at the world and all of the practice that we've done, like yeah. this is not to say that situations aren't painful, Right. And that we like, we can't have these yeah. devastating, like you, you talked about being brought to your knees, but I just like, really want to like yeah. hold space for it to be okay. That sometimes we have that experience and that it won't always be the easiest thing for you to ask yourself, well, how is this happening for me? Because yes, it, yeah. it really will feel like it's happening to you. Right. right. And, and there's in there, whatever way you try to cut it and look at it, you might say, you know, fuck that. How could you possibly tell me that, you know, my wife getting cancer is happening for me or something happening is happening for me. And so, you know, that might not be a, a, a tool or a question that is accessible yet, right? It might be something that actually you can only get the answer to several years later when you look back and you've actually seen perhaps the direction that your life went. Um, and, you know, to that point, I think one thing that we do have a, a choice in, and this, I, I mentioned this earlier, is, you know, we always have a, a choice in, in the posture that we take to these challenges, right? Like the, you can almost imagine it like the posture, like, are you, are you standing up straight and are, are you in alignment, like facing this thing, right? Even if it's something being ripped from you, you know, is there a way in which you can be, look back at yourself and be proud of 
the way in which you're showing up to that situation, even if you have no control over the circumstances, right? Like how can you show up and have dignity, right? Mm -hmm. In in the face of this, to the best of your ability. And I think for me, you know, that is where when I'm not paying attention to that, I can end up kind of collapsing and and feeling like a victim and, and seeing just like life is happening to me. And when I, you know, it's almost like what's funny is I, I remember this, that scene in Braveheart where Mel Gibson gets captured and he gets put on this like torture rack at the oh, end yeah. of the movie. Right. And they're trying to break him. They're yeah. trying to break him. They're, they're trying to get him confess. to yeah, confess and basically swear allegiance to the British empire. And then they'll give him a swift death. And he has a way they're basically saying collapse, just collapse, just give in, like let go of everything that you stand for. And rather than doing that, he adheres to the thing that is like basically the, like the most powerful stance he can for him. Right. And he yeah. screams freedom. And that's, that's how he goes out. And it's like that man chose like a, a posture in the face of overwhelming circumstance that was facing death. And he, and he chose how he was going to show up to that. And I think, you know, we, we look at that. I don't know anybody that can watch that movie and not be inspired by that scene, yeah. not be, not have some tears in their eyes, seeing that unfold and what that man is demonstrating. And it's like on a smaller level, right? Thank God we're not on a torture rack, but sometimes it might feel like life has got us strapped up. Yeah. You know, how, how can we come back to the principles that we are committed to living by and, and be still a, a stand for that in the face of devastation. And I, oh, dude, this thing that you're saying right now, I think is such a beautiful like reminder of, of like what that's all about. I love this, actually, this scene as a metaphor for what we're talking about. Cause like, even if you are strapped, cause what gets him through that is not, you know, is not just him. Like it's, it's gotta be something powerful for him. It's not, you mm-hmm. know, it's not his ego, yeah. you know, it's not his like, cause his ego is, is he like, he's shitting himself on the tape. You know what I mean? Like, it's actually like yeah. nothing about the way that he's looking. It's like literally this, this principle freedom that is so important yes. to him that has, he's seen people taken away from him. Like, and you know, yeah. he, he's had his, his wife killed and his, you know, and his, sorry, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Braveheart at this point, like, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, his, it happens his, in the movie. His, oh, good. It happens his, his, yeah. yeah. His father, you know, his father has been killed and all these things, but it's like, it's, he's got this, this thing that he's taking a stand for in his life. And that is what's giving him the courage, I think, to, mm. to stand up to the torture, yeah, literal, like actual literal yeah. torture. Dude. Right. Yes. I, I love that. And I think, yeah. So just to underline what you're saying is like in these moments, connecting to the principle that you stand for, right? Connecting to the energy that you want to be living through you and, and allowing that to be the thing you plug into yeah. versus like your own ego about yeah, something, but exactly. like look, connect to something larger. So yeah. whether it's God, the universe and energy, love, freedom, a, a, a principle, I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's really powerful. I mean, you're, you're pointing also to this idea of like, you know, I think a lot of suffering for me happens when I'm really rooted in my ego about how I think things should look or what I'm looking like or whether like I, you know, am, am what does this mean about me now? And yeah. is it going to be like this forever? And it's a lot of egoic thinking. But when I can get that out of the way through perhaps meditation, prayer, connecting with with something larger than me, you know, whether you believe in God or not, it's like, what is the technique that you have? What is the tool that you have to get out of your own way, to get out of the small self 
and start to access a larger perspective to be able to hold what's happening in front of you with with a greater container. Oh, and I, I love that. Again, it doesn't matter, like God, universe, like it doesn't matter what your physics, you know, like whatever your principle is, mm-hmm. but it's like, what's that thing that's that's bigger than you? What's that thing yes. of which you are just a part? You know what I mean? You're just yeah. here as a, an avatar of it. I think that's a really yeah, and, it, and it can give us the courage to make it through things. It's like, why are you doing this in the first place? What's the mm. point? Like, why are we suffering? Because that's what I think mm. why I love you. You picked this particular scene because he's he's in pain. He's in excruciating pain, right? right? Why would you be willing to do that? He's literally dying, okay? What does it matter? Yeah. You know what I mean? What does it matter? If his life ends with him, what does mm. it matter whether he just confesses or, you know, like, or he stands for this thing? Right. And it yeah. matters because he, he, he cares about this thing more than he cares about himself more than he cares. Mm. And that can be such a powerful tool for getting yourself through any particular shitty circumstance that you happen to be right now in your life. Yes. Like, what's bigger than you? Right. Yeah. What's bigger than you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally, man. I mean, I, I think, you know, sometimes when I'm facing relationship challenges, you know, I come back to the question of like, you know, how can I keep being loving? Right. What, how, how can I keep going deeper into my heart and loving unconditionally? How can I continue to operate in a way that I'm proud of, regardless of whether I think it's justified or not, or whether I feel blamed or victimized? Like, how can I just keep coming from this place and just adhering to this energy that is what I really want coursing through my system? I don't want this other energy that's contracting and blaming and victimy in my body. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. It might feel justified, but it's not not what I want to cultivate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that movement I think can be really powerful. Yeah. And this is what I think core values, what, what core values work is essentially about, right. Is like, what are the mm-hmm. things that you value more than anything else? Most of all, what do you value? What is like most important to you in the world? And how do we, yeah. how do we set ourselves up in a way that's in alignment with that? And so that then when we have these circumstances that are that we don't want, we wouldn't, you know, sit down and like design it. If we could wave a magic wand, we wouldn't go through these experiences. You know what I mean? When we're having those experiences, if we have these things that are really important to us, it can be one of the ways that we can, we can navigate through a really challenging, really yes. difficult time and still totally. our own back. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've got a couple other ideas here to throw in the, in yeah. the mix of things that I've noticed myself do over the course of God, the last decade, two decades, they've become more refined as I've gotten older for sure. And I'd love to see if there's any that you connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of them, and you kind of mentioned this earlier too, with like the stock market, mm-hmm. like that distinction of uh, where on any given day, who knows where it's going to be, but it's kind of generally moving up. And so, I mean, what I hear you saying in that is like, yeah, and you have to zoom out to see that, right? Yeah, so when, where in your life, maybe if something, the shit's hitting the fan or it's about to hit the fan, or maybe you're, yeah, you're on the other side and you're worse where maybe you left off before. Slow down, zoom out, take inventory of all of the things that have been working in your life that have gotten you to this place, right? Because I think if you zoom out in your life enough, you will actually see that there has been so many successes and this is just maybe a little blip depending mm. on what it is, right? Um, so I think zooming out is really important. I think another thing too is like getting out of isolation, I know that I have a tendency that when things get really hard for me, there's a way in which I have this unconscious belief. It's conscious now, but that like I'm burdening people, right? Mm. That like I'm, I'm burdening people with my problems or I'm going to make people uncomfortable 
if I, if I connect with them about my problems or I'm going to overwhelm them. And that's just like some childhood shit. Right. And so the more that I can step into and actually be vulnerable about what I'm going through and practice talking about it in a way where, you know, I'm, I'm not just collapsing into victim, but I'm, I'm naming what's happening in observation, naming what I'm feeling. Maybe there's a little bit of me feeling like a victim here. You know, often what I find when I'm doing that with people that you know I care about, um, I'm, I'm met with love and I'm also met with them sharing something about what they're going through. And then I feel less alone in the experience. And I realize that that gives me perspective. That's another way of zooming out is realizing that, you know, other people might be suffering in a very similar way. And when you can start to connect with other folks that are having problems, you, you feel like you're, you just, you're not in this alone. You're on a, on the team of being human together. Oh, yeah. There might be some perspective that you get and possibly an opportunity to support somebody who's going through something that's really difficult, which can then also help you feel that there's a way in which you're providing value and you're able to give love rather than collapse in on yourself. Totally. And the other side of this thing that you're talking about, which I really love yeah. this, this like disconnect. Cause I, I think, you know, I think that is, I'm going to call it natural for me at least also to like withdraw and, and disconnect from yeah. the world and, you know, not reach out to friends or whatever, like go inside myself and kind of just like, you know, which right. by the way, that doesn't help. It doesn't like get me out of it. If anything, it accelerates the spiral down. But the other yeah. cool thing that happens when you do reach out to other people is because like, I think the story that you're talking about, like where we think that when we reach out, that we're going to disconnect, we're going to be a burden to people. Mm -hmm. They're going to, you know, they're mm -hmm. not going to like us because we did this because we, you know, reached out in this time of pain or whatever. We're going to lose respect for me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting because mm -hmm. a lot of times the exact, imagine being on the receiving end of it. You know what I mean? Where somebody is sharing with you something that's hard. Do you feel less yeah. connected to them when they're going through something no. that's hard? Yeah. Like we actually had a conversation the other day. I mean, I was sharing with you some of the rough stuff that's going up on in my mm -hmm. life. And you were like, oh, dude, it's like really like it's really helpful for me to hear that from you. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like I feel more connected to you hearing that. And that yeah. made an impact on me just to, to remember, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, right. Like it doesn't like it's not helping me and it's not helping you and it's not helping anybody. It's not helping our serving our relationship for me to like disconnect yeah. when things like that are are, are going on. Uh, in my life. Oh, so man. maybe that's a useful remember. And, and also like uh, connected to this, I think is the idea. And I've heard, I don't know who said this, but that um, disconnection is the source of all suffering or like mm. actually like feeling like forgetting that there's only one of us here <laughs> is the source <laughs> of all suffering. Right. Well, like when we're, when we're thinking that we're distinct, that we're separate from all of existence, when we're believing that that's true, that is like yeah. really what is causing us to suffer. And this is where like fear of death yeah. comes from. And it's like all the, all these other things come from that source. Yes. And so, well, the natural antidote to disconnection is connection. And so I think a lot of times, mm. even though it's, that's when it's the hardest to do. Right. Yeah. It's like, that is like when it's the most useful, the most important to reach out and connect with people is because. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it means to be Absolutely. human. Yes, Totally. Totally. I got, I got another one to throw out there too, that a buddy gave me, my, my friend, Jack Butler, he, he said this to me one time and uh, I really appreciated it. It's something that I use. And he, and, and it's funny because as somebody who identifies as, you know, an achiever and a performer and an executor, that's kind of just in my way of being, uh, there is a way in which I see that, oh, progress should be like up and to the right, right? Like that's, that's what it should look like. And if it's not, there's something wrong. And I remember him just introducing the distinction. There's, hey, look, man, there's seasons. 
right? There's seasons for planting, there's seasons for growing, there's seasons for harvesting, and then there's seasons when things are going to be dormant. And that idea of of seasons just allowed me to take such a, a deep breath and just like relax and be like, oh yeah, like maybe things, like I'm not supposed to try harder right now, right? During this like tough time, it's actually supposed to just like relax and actually be with what is and allow there to be something being cultivated un- under the surface that maybe I'm not conscious of because guess what? I don't know everything, right? So yeah. there's probably ways in which creativity, inspiration, and um, just the, the universe or life starts to constellate that is outside of my conscious awareness. And if I just relax and respond to that versus try to fight against it, I'm going to be able to flow with life so much better. Totally. And like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like looking at out my window and it's the end of fall here, kind of like the season here. And you know, these, this tree has lost all its leaves consciously. I actually have no fucking idea why trees lose their leaves. I don't know if you do, but, but I don't know if this is like a commonly known thing, but I actually have no fucking idea. Okay. But I know that they do it and they've been doing it for a really long time. So there's, there must be something that that's in service of. And I think even mm-hmm. just, just that thought, that there's mm. something that this is in service of that maybe I don't even mm. know what this season right. is in service of. Like I can't yeah. control it because I don't understand right. it, but yes. I can trust that it is. And that's yeah. just a choice that I can make in this moment is like, yeah, that's amazing. Sometimes trees right. lose their leaves. You know what I mean? And I don't know yep. why, but that's the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, this, ties into the, another point that I wanted to make too. I remember having a conversation with my mom um, a while back and just, it was about coaching. It was about my business. There was a way in which I was running into some struggles and kind of questioning everything. And I realized that I was like living in this, like, well, I'll, I'll let you know what she said. So she basically said something to the effect of, well, Hey, you know, maybe actually the, this chapter's closing and the next one that's opening is not going to be you coaching. And the way that she said it was just, there was such a permission of like, yeah, that's okay. And I was like, oh, wow. I, I realized I was holding on so tightly to this identity of, I need to make this thing happen. I have to make this thing happen. And if it doesn't go this direction, oh, wow. Like I'm going to be such a failure. And what does this mean about my life? And how could I possibly start over or do something different like that? I won't even be able to live in that. And there was, and it wasn't explicit, but it was definitely there in my head and just contemplating from a place of, oh yeah. And guess what? Maybe there's another identity waiting for you on the other side of this thing, not going the way that you wanted. That's actually better than you can even possibly imagine. Um, Had me just let go and be like, wow, well, yeah, you're right. And I'll figure it out. And and I suddenly felt free because I realized I was holding myself hostage to this idea of where I thought I should go. And I was a fucking prisoner to my vision. Yeah. And so that was give me the give me the key. Unlock this. Let me let me go. And now from that place of the like the cage door being opened, I could just be like, okay, yeah, my heart does want to continue this. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And so there was just a more resourceful way of operating in that context. Love that. Cue the motherly love. You know what I mean? Like the unconditional yeah. love. Cause, cause for her, she's like, I don't, who cares what, right. what you do? I'm going to love you <laughs> no matter what. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. Like that's, that's what I think. That's what we're talking about. That's what it means to have your own back. Right. Like what if it was yeah. okay for whatever happens in mm-hmm. your life to happen? Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, okay. Because you know what? If you come to her and you're crying, she's going to love you. You come to her and yeah. you're excited, she's going to love you. You know what I mean? And all yeah. of that is okay. That's just like part of mm-hmm. being in the journey of being human. And there's something so beautiful about the the metaphor of motherly love or having your own mm-hmm. back unconditionally. I think I want to notice this, that there's this really cool theme that I think is happening in all of these tools that we're they're bringing out that I'm noticing mm-hmm. I'd love to share is like, there's like a zooming out thing that's happening in almost all of these. Like we're, we're like, we're taking this mm-hmm. like small context of a situation that we're in right now. And we're like, your mom's talking about the, ch- the, the next chapter, yeah, which reminds you that you're in a book, right. Rather right. than, rather than in this exact moment. Or yeah. like when we talk about like connecting with your principal, right? like that's a zooming out or when we're, out. we're talking yeah. about connecting with our friends or our community, we're talking about zooming out of our, like our small individual perspective. And mm. so like, I wonder if that's like one of the principles of having your own back is that we're like, you're mm. getting out of your own like myopic view of the way that yes. the world works and you're yeah. kind of zooming out and, and like having there be space, like seasonality, same thing, right? Like you're in this day, yeah. but what if we zoom out and look that there are seasons right. in the in the same world. with friends too, right? You're in your own shit, and then you zoom out, you start to yeah. get other perspectives. Yeah, totally. Yeah, is there? I think this is a quote. When in doubt, zoom out. Is that an actual quote? I don't know. Or I just if it's not, you just made it up. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. No, I'm just All right. I'm just kidding. Um, but on that note, I actually want to um, bring up one other tool because we talked about this in the pregame. Um, but I just like I think yeah. this is so useful. This mantra because a lot of these are thoughts that we're thinking that are going to help us mm-hmm. to be more resourceful mm-hmm. in the moment. And this thought um, that we talked about before is this too shall pass, which is again yes. it's another way of zooming out. Uh, same same kind of theme, but like, oh, I yeah. love that is like one of my go to mantras as well. When we're mm. when I'm like in the moment is like, hey, this too shall pass. And I think it's as yeah. useful to say it when you something really good happens as mm. when only something really bad happens. You know, like you get a new car and it's like it smells good and you like you, you're excited to drive it and all that stuff. And it's like remembering like, oh, yeah, and this too shall pass. Right. There's going to be a day when this car isn't. It doesn't work as well anymore. I'm not, I don't like it right. as much anymore, right? Or, like yeah, that. I'm bored of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and I think that there's something really, really beautiful about being in the moment of now, whether it's good or bad or whatever. You know, I look at Pixie and I'm like, I look at this little dog and I love the shit out of her. And I'm just like, I wake up next to her and it's like, yeah, and someday, you know, yeah. this this too shall pass. She, she won't live as long as me in all likelihood, which is like really sad. I, I get really sad when I think that, right? Yeah. Not to say that it's not sad, but it is to say that like, because mm. then, then I have this thought like, well, why would I do this to myself? I know it's going to, you know, da, 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 right? Mm. But it's like the, but the moment is so beautiful to be with her and mm. to like have this love mm-hmm. and it's, and it's worth it to have the love, yes. to have the love. And in fact, yes. the two go hand in hand. Like you, you can't yeah. really have the the love without the experience of loss. Like those two are, they're part yeah. of the same coin even though they're distinct from each other in time and yes. i just like think it's a useful thing to remember to zoom out yeah yeah this too shall pass how it resonates with me too is like it has me connect with the idea that yeah i'm gonna die and i'm here now and i'm alive and i have a heart and wow everything is actually far more precious than i ever imagined and yeah. the idea of something like lasting forever really does feel uh, in some ways like numbing, you know, where the idea of like these things passing consistently um, brings me right into the present moment and has me appreciate what is happening, um, realizing that there's something for me in this. And if I'm not present, I might miss it. 
mm. because it is going to pass, whether it's good, whether it's bad. And yeah, so I, I think there's a, there's a, there's a real power in that, that phrase. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right, man. Any final thoughts on uh, tying this all together or any other tools that you, you think are really important for people to have a hold of? Or- yeah. I, you know, I think we really span the gamut of what feels like it comes up for me of the different places that I go when I'm uh, faced with something challenging. And I think that for anybody listening, you know, maybe notice what are the tools that you go to? You probably already have a number that are already there in your, uh, in, in your life that you have and maybe explicitly name them and, and have them conscious and ready uh, and, and see how they intersect with ours. Maybe some of these are going to fit. Maybe some of them aren't and take the, take the gold and throw away the others that don't. Totally love that. Yeah. I think articulating your own tools is really useful. If anything resonated with you today in this record it somewhere, like where, where could you go? You know, just like, if I want a hammer, I know I'm going to go to my toolkit, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where I go to find the hammer. And so like, uh, collecting a toolkit for yourself. Cause, cause in that hard time, in that moment where like we're struggling, that's going to be a very challenging time to come up with the tool. And so if you've yeah. already collected the tool and you kind of have mm-hmm. some things that you can return to, to kind of help you, I think that's yeah. a, just like a really useful framework to hold. So absolutely. Dude, absolutely. thanks so much for having this conversation. As always, I love yeah, these. Same, I think thanks. they're so valuable. They're so valuable to me. I hope they're valuable to you. And uh, for all you listening, live your freedom, love your life. Hey there, shifters. If you enjoy the podcast and you've been wanting to take your game to the next level, you might want to hear about our new program. We're calling it The Mindset Gym, and it's a virtual community where we take all the tips, tricks, and strategies, and we put them into practice. Ever notice how when you go to an exercise class, you always seem to push a little harder than when you work out on your own? Well, The Mindset Gym is like a group exercise class for your business. Imagine a community of badass business owners coming together a couple of times a month to work on their mindsets, strategies, and find some business besties. It's all about practicing together. Sound like something you might want to be a part of? Check out the link in the show notes or go to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash the dash mindset dash gym to learn more. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.